Man, I like that. The path of the righteous. <laughs> what? Brighter and brighter. Come on. I, I, that scripture does something to me. It does something for me. Like my path is not going to get there. I don't have to, oh man, dread or fear the future because the Lord said my, my, my future is brighter and brighter. Come on. How many believe that? Brighter and brighter. I declare that your path shall be brighter and brighter. Brighter and brighter. Come on. Brighter and brighter. Glory to God. I said brighter and brighter. You know, light, light, come on, is revelation too. You, you shall get more revelation, more understanding as you go and as you learn, as you continue to stay on the path of righteousness. That's the key, staying on the path of righteousness. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you have to work, but, but, but you know, doing what you know to do. Like standing in the grace of God, saying, the Lord has done this for me. I'm saved and healed and well because of what Jesus did. Come on, knowing the redemptive uh, power that is in you, knowing what Jesus did for you. I'm excited to teach on that. Not today, but but man, knowing who you are in Christ, and that is your identity. That is who you are, and that's what you 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 bank on. You're not, not you know, you're, you're an accountant, so your identity is in an accountant, or you're a roofer, and, you, and if you stop roofing, you lose your identity, or, or, you know, whatever that may be. You know, Joyce Meyer, listening to her, and, and, and you know, she said her husband's a golfer, and, and I know that. I, I've Actually, I think I've been golfing with him, but, but he, he big golfer, golfs a lot. I mean, like, Hoovy and, 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 and Pastor Henry golf, you know, used to golf at least once a week, I remember, for a while. Uh, but he does like three times a week. You know, they, yeah, Joyce's husband, that's his favorite thing to do, his hobby. And she said, you know, you're getting older, and, and I, you know, they're not believing for him to not be able to golf as he gets older, but what will happen if, if one day, you know, you, you can't go out as much, you can't do that? He goes, I've already made up my mind that no matter what happens, I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to have, my identity is not in golfing. So if that gets taken a strip from me, I'm not going to lose who I am. And, and Joyce said the same thing. She said, you know, uh, I'm preacher Joyce, and I've been, this is a big part of my life. I've been doing this for 30-something years, these conferences. But what about the day of come when, when this is not what I do anymore? Is, is my identity tied to this? If I, if I don't do this, am I, wow, am I just ordinary Joyce? I have to be okay with being ordinary Joyce. I, I'm, a child, I'm a daughter of God. That's who, my, that's who I am. That's where my identity is. So we have to do the same thing. Whatever you do, whatever you're, you're connected to. Like for me, you know, I'm a businessman and I'm a pastor. If that, if that, if that changes, do, do I go haywire? Do, am I, do I get bent out of shape? Do I lose who I am? You know, people, people get depressed over this kind of stuff. They lose their job, start to sink. Because, you know, they're used to calling themselves a lawyer or, or, or a doctor or, or whatever that may be. So make sure that you're tied into who you are in Christ. Right. Come on. Who, who you are in Jesus. Man. And, man, I tell you what, you start to talk different, act different, walk different. But anyway, we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. Come on. Hallelujah. Right? Come on. We worship the Lord with our giving. Praise God. Tithes and offering. We believe God. Come on. We connect into the kingdom of God with our finances. Come on. We are a generous church. Say, we are generous. Say, I'm generous. Hallelujah. Tithes and offering. And, you know, uh, you know, this church, we've gone up. A lot of churches... Especially churches that don't teach to give uh, have gone down. You know, they got to go on out and, and get on faith. I see them online. Give or we're going down. Give or we're not going down. You'll never hear that from us. You guys are generous people. We've gone up. We've increased during this time. We have increased during this pandemic. Come on. Hallelujah. We give, we give to the poor. We feed children. We give to evangelists. We partner with churches. Come on. Right? We're believing God for stuff that, that, for this church. If you don't mind putting up, Jordan, the stuff that we're believing for, there's a list of things the Lord had me put together so that you guys can visualize. Oh, look at our new offering buckets. Life in Christ, huh? Come on. We're moving on up. We're moving on up. Come on. 
Um, yeah, perfect. Thank you guys for bringing those up. These are the things that we're believing for as a church. We're, the launch fund, come on, 15,000. The Lord placed on our hearts to believe him for 15,000. We're believing him for a new church building. Come on, we're believing him for a hundred members, right? Come on. We're believing him for 25 live stream viewers. That means at one time, because we have hundreds of people. I, it, it, to me, it's still like, wow, hundreds of people want to watch us. To me, it's like insane. I told Sarah the other day, I can see from what country people from Ireland are watching our live stream. From Ireland. What? I, I'm Irish, so I told Sarah they, they must, they must recognize the Irish in me and want to, you know, want to watch. I don't look Irish, but I'm, I'm half Irish, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm, uh, but, but Ireland, can you believe that? Ireland, people in Ireland are watching our live stream. I, to me, it's like, you know, I hear Pastor Mark get up there all the time and he'll start naming countries all around the world that watch him. And it's astonishing to me. And the Lord said, he connected to us to him for a reason. That anointing that's on him gets passed down to us. That We carry that same mantle. But we're in training. Come on, Lord is growing us. But where he is, is a good indication of where we're going. Come on, who you follow is where you're going. It's just what it is. Just think about it. If I'm following you, then that means I'm going to go where you go. Come on, just by the nature. So Pastor Mark, we're following closely as a church. That's our spiritual father. Uh, and we stay close. We stay close. Where he goes, we go. And that's that's where we end up. Come on. And, and you know what, what, what Pastor Phil has done here in this city? We're here to partner with him and what they're doing in the light. We, we love them. We partner with them and we stand firm with them. We're here to play our part and to partner with those that have been here laboring for years, doing amazing things. We're not here because we have the special sauce. We're here to play our part. That's all. We play our part and partner with those that have been here for a year and honor those that have been here for years. That's what we're going to do as a church. And, but, you know, I'm going to continue on this, but just a little exciting news. Some of you may know, some of you may not know. Next week, Pastor Phil is coming here to minister. Next week, he's coming here to minister. That, to me, another thing. Pastor Phil, man, he, man, Pastor Phil is incredible. I was in Puerto Rico, and they talk about him, the, the group that was with us. There was a praise chapel group. Man, Pastor Phil, I mean, he's like up there with praise chapel. And we just think, you know, my mind, Pastor Phil, Lord told me, value him. I mean, he is a wealth. He is strong. and He's a general in the faith. Pastor Phil is a general in the faith, and we're having him next week. Hallelujah. Come on. He's going to be here next week ministering to us, and I think he's, uh, but he's going to anoint us, I believe, as well. Uh, so that, just make sure you're here. That's what I'm telling you. Make sure you're here next week. I know you guys come to church anyway. I'm, t- I'm preaching to the choir, and this will be heard later on on YouTube. Make sure you're here next week, 10 a.m. Pastor Phil will be here to minister, and we're super excited to have him. We're going to honor him, too, and, and do some things, so we're excited about that. But come on. We'll believe in God. 15,000, new church building, 100 members, 25 live stream viewers, and we're going to see this come to pass. Come on. Hallelujah. How many of you believe with me? Come on. Right? Come on. Glory to God. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Matthew 21, 22. So we're, we're, we're going for it. We're going to see that 15,000. We're negotiating right now a new building. I, I'm not sure what, you know, we're still working that out. It's over there by Greenfield Corporate Center by Costco. That, um, so I just, just want to put that out there. It's, it's not set in stone. We're, we're talking. We're negotiating. We're praying as a leadership team. We're, Sarah and I have gone to to see it. And so the next step would have our leadership team come see it. And, 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 and we're going to go from there. We're, we're, we want to hear from the Lord. I don't want to just go because it looks good. I don't want to just go because it sounds good. I want to go because the Lord told us to go. Location is important. Very important. Very, very. Everything comes down to location. I was listening to David Oyedepo, largest church in the world. He goes, he knows some very powerful ministers that, that, very powerful ministries, churches, amazing ministries that moved to the wrong place and are ineffective. They are ineffective because of where they are. The location that they are is not where they need to be. So we're going to hear from the Lord and make sure we go where we need to be so that we are effective. 
Location is key. So we're believing God for that. Um, and 100 members. And some of that, you know, you guys, I need your help. I need your help as a church. I need you inviting your, your friends and your sphere of influence and, and people that you're around. Come on. The word works. We want this gospel to reach this county to reach everyone to invite your friends we will preach the gospel here at this church we will give them an opportunity to receive jesus here at this church so you you know if you bring someone who's not saved we'll do the heavy lifting for you come on how many know you need to be sharing jesus too you need to be sharing your faith you need to be talking to people about god but invite people invite tell me you know you're going to love my church you're going to love life in christ we're doing some amazing things i'm excited i i, I talk to people all the time about the church roger's here we met him at the ice cream place <laughs> and i told him about church he came i tell people all the time some may come some may not come but we're talking we're talking about our church we're talking about what's happening uh, the website's still coming up it's being built right now but we'll have that available as well so that's what we'll believe in god for stretch your hands out real quick i just want you guys to release the faith that you have on the inside stretch your hands out father we believe you for for these things as a corporate body. We release our faith and we believe we receive the 15,000. We believe we receive the new church building. We believe we receive the 100 members. Somebody said, well, just 100? Well, that's what we're believing for. And then once we get those, we'll go for 200. Hallelujah. We believe you for 25 live stream viewers. In the name of Jesus, you said whatever things we ask for in prayer, believing we will receive them. So we ask according to your word and we believe right now that we receive it and we have it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Jordan, if you don't mind, go to the next slide. There's a, I have the graph there of how much has come in. Here's what has come in for the, for the launch fund. So we, are, we have received $2,707, 18%. Glory to God, 18%. Come on, hallelujah. That's progress, hallelujah. Come on, that's progress. Come on, people are excited. And, 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 and like I said, this is your church. Do what the Lord tells you to do whenever God says. I'm not here to twist your arm. I'm here to let you know what we're doing. I'm here to give you the promises of God, and for you, your responsibility is to hear from the Lord and have what He would, and hear from Him as to what He would have you do. I believe He would have everybody to do something here. I really believe that. This is your church. Wherever you may be, generosity is based upon what you have, not upon what you don't have. Come on. Some of you have some things that are tied up, right? Oh, I don't know. You may have to lose them. Do what the Lord is telling you to do, whatever that amount is. Some of you, uh, the Lord is stretching you and telling you to do something bigger than what you can see. Obey Him. Obey him and what he's saying. Many times, Sarah and I, Sarah and I, we sit there, oh my God, we started out believing God to give $100. I remember what, actually, when we got met, you know, when I first got born again, Pastor Rick Washington at the Dream Center sat down and, and, and he was, he, he's just an amazing man of God. Pastor Henry Marlene have met him, Pastor Rick, uh, just uh, some of you may know him and just a phenomenal guy, but he sat me down and taught me the importance of giving. He goes, Joe, you need to be a giver. He, he need to at least give 10% as a tithe and then 5% as an offering. So I was 15% giver just off the top and, and I was only, I only, you know, when I, I had nothing to my name. My mother was helping me out uh, and I just went through, I was getting like $500 a month that I had coming in. Uh, uh, I was single, and I was given. I was given. And the people around me thought I was rich because money just kept, I just had $500 a month, but I always had money, always had enough to do things. So I was a giver. I saw the promises uh, uh, of the word as it pertains to giving, and I acted upon them in faith, believing, and it worked for me. I said, man. So when we got married, we did the same thing. We tied. We made a list, and we still do. We made a list of all the ministries we support because, you know, Malachi, but the, uh, the Lord said, you robbed me. And what? Not just tithes, tithes and offerings. Come on, tithes and offerings. They, they, you need to be doing both. Some of you give 10%. That's great. That's elementary. That's elementary. That's step one. And praise God, you, you know, but, but it's time to stretch. It's time to go above and beyond that. 
to, to, to do offerings. So I, you know, when we got married, we were doing that. We were giving, we'd given. I think we gave $500 was a big one. Then $1,000 was, you know, $1,000 uh, we gave. Now, to be honest with you, not, not down the cocky, I can't even remember how many thousands of dollars we gave in at a time, a thousands at a time. Thousand, 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 thousand. Praise the Lord. He gives seed to the sower. Come on, hallelujah. Pastor Mark said, if you got nothing to give, I, then you, it's because you're not giving. Because he gives seed to the sower. So if you don't have nothing to give, it means you ain't giving. Oh, well, listen, the wordy, though, is true or not. So, so we, in a thousand, okay, then we go 1,500, then 2,000. And we went, to, I think we gave 5,000, and then $5,000, man, we're like $5,000. We, but praise God. Then, then I remember we gave $10,000. We sat, we bawled like babies. A couple of years ago, I passed a March meeting. We looked at each other. I said, baby, 10. Yeah, boom, because, you know, i be honest with you, sometimes I'm a little, you know, I, I'm a little bit more free, and Sarah's very generous, I'm not just saying she's not generous, but I'm, and when I get a number, I'm like, dang, I gotta tell Sarah this, I don't know if she's gonna be on board with this, you know, she's more numbers, kind of thinking, about, you know, she's very generous, very generous, but, but, you know, sometimes she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, and so, uh, this $10,000 was not like that, she said, yes, let's go, we bald, and we get, that's a stretch, $10,000. Now, we've given $10,000 several times since then. Come on. I'm believing God to give $20,000 next. Hallelujah. I'm not telling you this to, tell, to show you how spiritual. But listen, I am leading the way here. I'm not talking to you about giving and telling you about this and not doing this. Listen, how do you get your people to give? I got to give. Come on. Pastor Monk tells us that all the time. If you, if you want giving people, you got to lead the way. So we are leading the way in this. I'm telling you this because we're givers. We're the biggest givers to this ministry. We give. We are talking. I'm not up here talking with a little whine in my voice. I'm up here telling you because I do this. I can have confidence telling you because we're givers. We are givers and tithers, and a lot of you guys are as well. And, 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 and so, but it's time to stretch, all of us. All hands on deck, the Lord told me. All hands on deck. We're not to be found sitting and resting. We're to be found with our hand to the plow, hand to the sickle. Come on. This is the end times. I believe Jesus is coming soon. I really believe that. I believe people need to hear this word, and it takes money. It takes finances, and it takes, uh, you know, money to do things. Money in your heart is poison. Money in your hand is a tool. Come on. We, we don't allow money to wrap our, uh, our hearts and to control us. Actually, giving and tithing is one of the quickest ways to cut the head off of greed. And pride. and So you give, you, know, you show God. Like money is not a God to you. Money is not going to hold you in bondage. We give freely. I mean, no, sorry, sorry, devil. I'm going to give more. And he'll shut up real quick. Come on. But how many of you know that's progress? Hallelujah, man. Pray 18%. Hallelujah. Come on. And we're going above and beyond. I believe that. Praise God. I want to share with you. I want to share with you in Chronicles. 29, 2 through 5. This was, they're taking the offering up for the temple. And David, I know, I'm going to illustrate the point that I just made. We're leading the way. I'm not up here telling you to do something that we haven't done. I told the leadership team that I'll never ask you to do something that we haven't done or are willing to do. That's why we show up and, 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 we, t- and we, we, we set up. We, we stay late. You know, I believe there's a season for that. Because we have to, you know, show that we mean business. We believe in this vision. I, I believe that God is going to prosper this church. I believe that God is going to prosper those that are in this church. I believe that this will be a mega, mega, mega church. Why? Because you want a big church? No, because I want lives changed. I want people restored. I want marriages restored. I believe that this message will go around the world. Come on. Hallelujah. How many of you are with me? Come on. We're going somewhere. Praise God. I was telling Debbie and Hoover, I believe that this church will get to the point where people will 
find their spouses in this church. People will find their dentists and their doctors and their realtors. The church will be so big that this will be a community of where you can get trustworthy people. Where everything you need as a community, as it pertains to business, will come out of this church. Come on, that's what the, a lot, the big churches that are doing it well, everything comes out of there. You get married within there, your families are united in there. That's how it should be. The church should be taking care of the people. The church should be re- uniting people. The church should be bringing businesses together. It should all be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're not the only church. We're just one of the churches. But we're going to be one right here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Man, I'm excited for what the Lord is doing in this church. So just stay with us. Stay, keep coming. Keep showing up. Your job is to keep showing up. Keep showing up. This is where you're going to get life. This is where you're going to get fed faith. Come on. We're going somewhere. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise God. So First Chronicles 29 verse 2. I'll start in verse 1. Then King David turned to the entire assembly and said, My son Solomon, whom God has clearly chosen to be the next king of Israel, is still young and inexperienced. The work ahead of him is enormous, for the temple he will build is not for mere mortals. What, what work, well, this is the house of the Lord. Oh, it's, a, it's 11, oh my God, it's 11.30 already? <laughs> oh, well. We're building the house of the Lord. This is God's house, come on. This is his house. We're building a, a church. Wherever we go, it's the temple of the Lord. And we're going to display. We're not, one of the things that really irked me, uh, you know, for the longest is when you get a Christian film, it's the worst actors, the worst camera, the worst audio. It's just the terrible. Like, you know that it's Christian. You don't just turn it on for five minutes. You don't have to just the quality is the worst. Christian music for the longest time, the quality was the worst when it should be the, 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 the opposite. It should be. Anything done for the Lord should be the best. Brother Copeland has a wonderful story. He was, you know, he's a musician. He had a famous hit back in the day as a, as a secular artist. When he became born again, he used his talents for the Lord. He was in the studio doing some stuff, and they were doing it over, and they were there late, and it was a gospel track. And the guy said, oh, that's good enough. This is just a Christian gospel. It's good enough. He said, what? Just enough. Ah. And he stopped working with that guy. He goes, that's not the attitude I want. For the Lord, it needs to be the best. Come on, the best. So that's what we're doing. Let's continue to read here. The work ahead of us uh, of him is enormous, for the temple he will build is not for mere mortals. It is for the Lord God himself, using every resource at my command. I have gathered as much as I could for the building, the temple of my God. Now there is enough gold, silver, bronze, iron, and wood, as well as great quantities of onyx, other precious stones, costly jewels, and all kinds of fine stone and marble. It doesn't say... Uh, use drywall, it doesn't say use windows, use this. It, it, it sounds like to me they gathered the best of their land. They didn't, they didn't, it doesn't say I gathered all the secondhand carpet I can find and I went and gathered all the, 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 the nails that wasn't used on the other job. And I'm all for being a good steward, but let me tell you something. We are looking for the best. We want the best. We're to gather the best. You don't have to stand up front. Uh, it's okay. Once I offer the offering, you can do it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Sorry, I should have been clear. So the best of the best for the temple of the Lord. Verse, verse 3, And now because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I'm giving all of my own private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is, is in addition to the building materials I've already collected for the holy temple. I'm donating more than 112 tons of gold from Ophir, which is the finest, and 262 tons of refined silver, 
to be used for overlaying the walls of the building and for the other gold and silver work to be done by the craftsmen. Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? Do you know how much he, he gave in today's money? They calculated it. He gave one and a half billion dollars in today's money. One and a half billion dollars. <laughs> Right? That's crazy. What that signifies to me is, man, he, he was enthusiastic about what he was doing for the Lord. He got the best of the best. Then he goes on and he says, who else is going to do it? So then the story continues. His mighty men that came to him. Remember the men that came to him in the cave? They were busted, in debt, disgusted, had nothing. These same men in the next chapter gave two and a half billion dollars. So he gave... He said, who's going to follow my example? And then his men came and gave two and a half billion dollars. The same men that, that when, when they came to him in the cave were broke, in debt, disgusted. So they must have learned some things about giving. They must have learned some things. Come on about how the word works. They must have learned some things from David, their leader. And now they're following his example. They're not doing this because they understand that this is important. That this is, this is, you know, what else is there? The kingdom of God is the most important thing to them. It's, to us, the most important thing in the world is the kingdom of God. Come on. I said the most important thing in the world is the kingdom of God to us in our lives. How many of you can say in your family the most important thing is God and his kingdom, his church? Come on, right? So that's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing here. I believe his word. I believe when he said that, you know, when you give as a tither, he'll open up the windows of heaven. I believe that. I believe that he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Come on, I believe all that. And, and, And we're standing on that promise. But man... I don't even like to say this. I don't. Well, even if he didn't give me nothing, we're still going to give. I don't like to say that. But my heart, because God is saying he will. It's like me saying, I, hate, I don't like when I give something to Lisa. And she's like, no, that, I want to bless you, baby. To stop saying no here. She barely, rarely ever does that. But, you know, sometimes it could be a little, you know, well, my wife or something, you give her something. Ah, just, just enjoy it. It's a blessing. So I don't like to tell the Lord, Lord, even if you don't give me nothing, you know, because he does want to give me something. But my heart is this, Lord, I, I just love your kingdom. I love the word. I love, I love seeing people's lives restored. I want to give. That's our heart. I, I want to further the advancement of the kingdom. Come on. I want to see this furthered. I want to see the word go around the world. Pastor Mark, we get behind them financially as a church. Come on. In the light, we get behind them because they're preaching the word. They're reaching other people. We want to stay connected. We're not in a bubble. We're connected. Come on. We're feeding the children. We're, we're we're funding missionaries in other countries because we believe in the word of God. Come on. So this is your opportunity to get in on this. We have a couple of different ways you can give. And, and so if you need an offering envelope because you want to give by cash and need a record for your giving, please raise your hand. We have ushers available for an offering envelope. If you want to give to this fund on the offering envelope, there's an other line. You can just, on, or it says other, it says you know, general and then other, put launch fund. On your check, in the memo, you can put launch fund. Uh, put, uh, in a minute, we'll put that. Different ways you can give. You can use Cash App. Cash App, if you don't know what it is, no worries. But if you do, that's the Cash App. You can text to give as well. Text any amount to 84321. Easy way to give. And then, of course, on the offering envelope, there's a place for your credit card. You can give by cash or check. Your checks can be made out to, L- made out to L-I-C-C for Life in Christ Church. L-I-C-C. And so we believe God, we believe his word, we believe we're going over and above. Jordan, do you mind going to the, to the, uh, the confession? Do you, did you put it on there for me, baby, the confession? We're going to confess some things. We'll believe in God for you guys as well as a congregation. Uh, EMXC does this, and I really like it. Listen, th- this, this is important right here. Open up your mouth 
and declaring what you believe is important. So that's what we're going to do right here as it pertains to finances. Read it with me. Ready? Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is pouring out. Because we're sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, Bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We receive gifts and surprises, finding money, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands seed. Even some great, big, whopper, chunk seed. Woo! We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now in Jesus' name. Woo! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Woo! Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs. That I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Woo! Hallelujah! Is that it? Glory to God. Come on. That's for you. Lay hold of that. We'll believe in God for these things. And I'm, I, I know, I know he doesn't lie. I know he hovers over his word to perform it. And we're going to see it. And we've already seen it. But we're going to see it to another level. Increase and promotion. Come on. We're not just going to stay the same. We're not just going to be doing the same thing over and over. We're going to see some amazing things happen. Come on. How many believe that? Amazing things happening in the kingdom of God. Glory to God. So what we're going to do. Play a little music for me, Joe. What we're going to do. We have the offering buckets right here on the side. If you would, just come on down and go back to your seat through the out side rows. I would appreciate it. You can bring them to the front. One bucket here, one bucket there. Bless you as you give. Thank you so much. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I just want to remind you guys that on Monday night we have prayer at um, at 7 p.m. Monday night prayer at 7 p.m. You can come up and get the offering. No problem. Yep, no problem. Uh, Monday night, 7 o'clock on Zoom. It's online. Uh, so you kind of need to know the code thing to get on there. If you are interested and you haven't been joining us and you want to join us, you can see Liz. She'll be happy to give you the link and the information to be able to do that. Um, and, and so it's very important. We get together and we pray for our city. We pray for our church and we pray for our president. Very specific things the Lord has placed on our heart to do. Uh, it's not just a regular prayer meeting. It's specific. That prayer meeting is specific to those things. We are to be an influence here in Lancaster County. We're, we're believing for revival. And nothing happens outside of prayer. Everything has to be birthed in prayer. So we're getting together and linking arms and believing God. We're also going live on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Facebook. What days? Come on. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Uh, I encourage you to join us uh, on those broadcasts. They're, they're, they're phenomenal. Pastor Sarah's doing a great job. The Lord has been doing some amazing things with those broadcasts. Get, get a hold of these teachings. Get, get, these, get these teachings into your spirit. 
you know, it's very important that you are hearing the voice of your shepherd. Come on, it's very important. Very important that you're hearing your pastor's voice. Where You know, this is a good lesson wherever you go. It's very important. Come on. Because you need to know the shepherd's voice or the voice of a stranger you shall not follow. I mean, that applies to the under-shepherd. So you need to be hearing the voice of the Lord operating through your pastor, operating through anointed men and women of God. It's very important that you do that. And, and you know, you're getting fear and unbelief everywhere you turn nowadays. Every channel you turn on, fear, doubt, unbelief, uh, just, just, just nuts. It's nuts. You need to be putting faith on the inside of you. It's not going to happen by accident. You're going to have to be intentional about this. You're going to have to say, I, I make a decision to want to grow, to want to put this on the inside of me. And that's when things will happen. You have to be a doer of the word to get results. Amen? A doer. Last week, I believe last week, I went back and listened to the tape, man. I enjoyed that, that message last week. And it's one of the most important things I think we've ever taught here, Sarah and I, uh, as far as battlefield of the mind. How important it is to, to, to think about what you're thinking about. If you haven't listened to last week's message, I encourage you to go back and download it. You go to our Facebook page. The link is there. You can subscribe to our podcast so that you'll never miss a message. Any message that we put out, you'll get notif- uh, notification and you'll be able to listen to it. We're doing a video right now. Last week, the video was a little messed up. We had some space issues, but we're going to start to record every session so that we can go back and put this on the internet as well. Uh, because it's very important that you are getting this, not just once. Big mistake to think, oh, I heard that already. Big mistake. To come in and say, ah, I already know that. Big mistake to think you already know what I'm going to say. Or any other time you go to hear the word of God. Right? It takes repetition. Repetition brings retention. Repetition. Say repetition. repetition. Brings retention. You got to come in here like you've never heard anything. I, you really have to act like you've never heard. Like, listen, I'm coming in here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen with the ears that hear. I declare you have ears that hear. Come on, because you could be in here, and you, but you, can, you could be thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch. You could be thinking about what you're going to do later. Come on. You're here. Tune in to the Spirit of God. One word from God can change everything. One word from God can change your whole life. Come on. Brother Hagin tells a story about how he was in a service, and the minister was ministering, and he knew that this word that the minister was speaking was for this specific person. You know, he operates in these things, and he, he, he saw that this person kept doing this, looking around, and just missing completely. And as soon as that, the minister got off that topic, then the guy started paying attention. But he missed that word that was for him, that exact word. Come on, it could be any little thing that to someone else doesn't really mean too much. But to you, in your spot, where you are right now, that word can be the breakthrough that you've been looking for. So you're here, you're in the chair, you might as well pay attention. Come on, you might as well get something out of this, come on. Hallelujah. I'm not just up here giving a speech, an encouraging speech, although I I believe the word to encourage. This is powerful stuff. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to review... Some of what I taught last week, before I do that, yes, sir, I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost. Amos 9, 13 through 15 in the message. I read it last week. I'm going to read it again. This, get this on the inside of you in the message. Amos 9, 13 through 15. Do we have that on, this, on the board? Thank you. I'm going to wait for it to come on the board here. Uh, if, you, if you don't get it in your Bible, oh, oh, I want you to look up here. But I want to make sure that your eyes are getting on this. All right. 
This is good because this is the actual version I'm reading it from. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree, things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing, fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings, like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. <laughs> Man, not stale. Fresh vegetables. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, we've, we've talked about... Uh, yeah, we've, we can... Yeah, we can... Continue, I'll read it for me. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens, eat fresh vegetables. And I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them. God, your God says so. I want to go back to verse 13. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. So don't get weary in well-doing. Because in due season, I'm telling you, it won't be long. You shall reap. A lot of people give up right before the breakthrough. Right before the floodgates about to open up, they cave. Fold like a cheap suit. Come on. Don't get weary. One foot in front of the other. I know, I know, I know it's hard sometimes out there. I know some of you are taking shots out there. I know, pow, boom, everywhere, boom, everywhere you look, you're taking pop shots. I get it. Keep coming. Keep showing up. One foot in front of the other. Don't give up doing the things you know to do. Don't get weary. It won't be long. It won't be long. It will not be long. Praise God. It won't be long. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. What does that mean? Whoa, what just happened? Oh, woo, man, suddenly. Come on. Not talking about swimming in the ocean. Talking about, whoa, man, what just happened? How many of you experienced something like that before? Were you like, whoa? Come on. I declare more, 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 more of those things happening. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look. What? Blessings. Say blessings. Blessings. Like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. Hallelujah. This is for us, church. This word is for us. It, it, It came up in my spirit when I was praying last week and I shared it with you. We've talked about it before. The Lord said, go back to it. Go back to it. Remind the people. Remind the people that it won't be long. I said it won't be long. Thank you for your enthusiasm. It won't be long. Come on. Praise God. It won't be long. I said it won't be long. Praise God. Glory to God. It won't be long. Praise God. It won't be long. Hallelujah. Glory. It won't be long. Hallelujah. Woo. Hey, praise God. Hey. Oh, man, it won't be long. Oh, man. You know, you see a pregnant lady, like, ain't going to be long. <laughs> it ain't going to be long. You know when it's been ready to come, it won't be long. Come on. We're pregnant with some things around here. We're pregnant with some things around here. Come on. Come on. Fathered by the Holy Ghost. We're pregnant. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Woo, hallelujah. Hey. Praise God. Me and Sarah will have church right here. I got no problem. Glory to God. You can join in if you want to, but hallelujah. We'll shout all day. Hey. Man. Woo. Hey. 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 It won't be long. Hey. 
Glory. Hey, praise God. Woo. Hey, won't be long. Hey, glory. Woo. Praise God. Hey, woo. Praise God. Pray. Won't be long in your finances. Won't be long in your marriage. It won't be long in your loved one's life. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise God. Woo. Hey, praise you, Lord. Glory to God. Woo. Hey, hey. Praise Lord. <laughs> Won't be long, saith the Lord. Woo, man. Glory to God. My, my. Woo, praise the Lord. Woo, Diana, come on up here. Praise, Diana, come on up here. Raise your hand. Glory to God. Woo, praise God. It won't be long right here. Won't be long. Hallelujah. It won't be long. Glory. Glory. It won't be long. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It won't be long. <laughs> it won't be long. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> it won't be long. <laughs> it won't be long. Glory. Glory. Praise God. Glory. Hallelujah. It won't be long. It won't be long. Don't get weary in well-doing. It won't be long. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory. Woo. Hey, praise you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise. It won't be long. <laughs> Glory. That's right. Shout. Come on. Praise God. <laughs> Things will happen so fast your head's going to swim. Come on. Your head's going to swim. Your head is going to swim. Woo. What just happened? Hey, come on. Praise God. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look. What? Blessings. Somebody say blessings. Blessings Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains. Joe, come on. Blessings. Come on. Blessings. Come on. Glory. Blessings. Hallelujah. Blessings. Glory to God. Blessings. Woo. Blessings. Hallelujah. Blessings. Blessings. Glory. Blessings. 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 Not just money, but things money can't buy. Hallelujah. Blessings. Glory. Blessings. Hey. Woo. Glory. Blessings. Woo. Hey. Blessings. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Remember the first miracle Jesus did, right? Turn water into wine. Jesus' mother's giving the instructions to the disciples. She said, do everything he says. Do everything he says. That's the key to your miracle. Do everything the Lord is telling you to do. Do everything the Lord is telling you to do. That's the key to your breakthrough. And he's speaking to you right now. Some of you right now, you're getting what you need for the next, for, for, to overcome what you're facing in your spirit right now. Do this. Yes. Uh-oh. Make it right here. Boom. Give this. Boom. Go here. Boom. Say this. Boom. That's the key. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus' mother says, do whatever he tells you. That's the key. To do whatever he tells you to do. In every area. Yeah, I'll give him, but that's not it. That's not, that just scratches the surface. God will tell you to do some crazy things. Like he told Peter, eh, go, let's go back fishing. We are professional fishermen. We know how to fish. We, who are you? Why would you, we go back out there? What are you talking about? We know this water. We know everything about where the fish are. But at your word, we'll do it. We'll get in. What, do they ha- what happens? Come on. 
Boat sinking load. Come on. At the word of the Lord, a boat sinking load comes in. Hallelujah. At the word of the Lord, you can walk on water. By the word of the Lord, you can do the impossible. That's why it's so important to have ears to hear. Come on. Ears to hear. Come on. Ears to hear. Come on. Because if you get that word, you'll be able to do the impossible. You'll be able to overcome things in your life that you may see, that may seem impossible to you. But one word from God, hey, you're going over. Hallelujah. Come on. You're leaping and jumping and praising God. <laughs> leaping and jumping and praising God. Come on. Praise the Lord. One word from heaven. Change your whole life. <laughs> well, what time is it? Well, I, I still feel like I need to review some of this stuff. And you guys will be back next week, right? Come on. Hallelujah. Praise God. I trust you'll be back next week. That's what I like about this. You know, I, we can, we can dissect stuff and we don't, we're not in a rush here. Come on. I'm not here. I'm not having no, if you're looking for 30 minute services, this ain't it. This ain't in your place. We're having church around here and we're going to do what the Holy Ghost wants to do. We're going to allow him to work, to operate, to do what he needs to do. I ain't cutting him short. I can't wait, man. We're going to have our own place. We can go to church three o'clock if we need to have church three o'clock. I don't have to worry about shifting and doing things. Come on. But at the Lord's word, you know, we're not just doing stuff to do it. We, we want to be obedient. But so I'm going to review. We're talking about. Uh, we're still on how to overcome. That's the series that we're on, how to overcome. Pastor Sarah talked about the blood, how important the blood is, the covenant. Come on, knowing who you are, knowing what the covenant signifies, knowing the benefits that you have because of the covenant. Phenomenal teaching. That is available online. I encourage you to go listen to it. Then the Lord gave me the instruction to talk about the mind. It's one of the most important things I think uh, that we've taught. And, and I think that if you want to be spiritually effective, if you want to be uh, you know, victorious in your life, it starts up here. It starts up here. You have to dominate your mind. You have to be able to control your mind. You have to be able to, 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 uh, to do battle, to do battle. The battlefield is in the mind. Come on, in the mind. The devil likes to throw thoughts at you. And, but but you, how many of you know you can control your mind? One of the biggest misconceptions is I can't control my mind. The, 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 the world and the hospitals, the psychiatric hospitals are filled with people who believe they cannot control their mind. They wake up, and if they're depressed that morning, that's what they're going to feel until another thought comes. They just go with whatever thought comes in their head. Depression, I guess i got to be depressed. Happy, I guess I'm happy now. Uh, you know, excited, okay, I guess I'm excited. Um, angry, I guess i got to be angry. They just do whatever their thoughts tell them to do. How many know you can control your thoughts? Come on. You can't control a bird, right, from flying over your head, but you can control the bird from building a nest in your head. The devil would love to have you believe that you can't control your mind. See, I can control my mind. It's my mind. I do what I want with it. I think what I want with it. And, and, and you know, if you're born again and you're a Christian, there are things that you need to be thinking on. So you, you still have a choice. You can think whatever you want to think. But as a Christian, we know that the Lord has prescribed some things for us to think on to keep us in perfect peace. Come on. So... I'm going to review a little bit. Romans 8, 5, and 6. You don't mind popping that up for me? I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Isn't that crazy? Mind-boggling. Those that are in sin think on sinful things. Duh. You know, Most people don't know that. Most people think they just... Your actions were a thought at some point. You didn't just act. They started with a thought. You don't just commit adultery. You don't just wake up in somebody's bed. You don't just steal. You don't just uh, do, you know, whatever it may be for you. You think about it first. The thought came and you entertained it and you chewed on it. 
and then you did it, whether good or bad. So very, very clearly, it says those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those, come on, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So how many of you know what you think about is life and death? Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is. According to Romans 8, 5, and 6, it's life or death. Life or death. What you think about is life and death. Well, what do you mean? I'll, I'll die? Well, if you start thinking about stuff you shouldn't be thinking about and you end up somewhere you shouldn't be, it could be the death of your marriage. Come on. It could be the death of your business. If you, you think about something, act upon it, steal something, do something, it could be the, end, the death of your business. Come on. It could be the death and the end of your freedom if you do something illegal, if you think about it and you act upon it, right? It would be the death. And that's what the devil comes to do. He comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he has come to this earth to do. That's what he's here for. That's his main thing. He's a thief, he's a destroyer, and he's a killer. He controls people by using their minds. That's why this is so, so important. Every thought matters. Say, every thought matters. Come on, this is life and death here. If the doctor pulled you aside and said, hey, listen, what I'm about to tell you is life or death, you'd be like this. What's up, doc? Right? You'd be like, what do I need to do? This right here is life or death. I'm not trying to hyperbole, but this is serious business right here. What you think about will determine your life, will determine the outcome, or the degree, to the degree of victory you will walk in. How many of you want victory? Come on. You've already been given the victory, but you have to walk things out. You're in a fight. Nobody said it'll be easy. That's why it's called the fight, the good fight of faith. Come on. Every thought matters. Hallelujah. I said this last week. As far as functioning, this is one of the most important things we can learn right now. Especially with the, the, the atmosphere, the, the things that are happening in the world. Learning to control your mind is crucial. It's about focus. What you focus on is important. You know, we don't just tell you to read your Bible because that's what pastors do. The Bible is full of life. Joyce, I love Joyce's teaching on power thoughts. She has one book called Battlefield of the Mind. She has another one called Power Thoughts. And her whole thing is she's got these power thoughts, which we would call them confessions. We would say, you know, confess this, but she calls it a power thought. And she would tell you to sit down and have these thinking sessions, literally, where you on purpose, uh, you know, speak the word of God over your life. And one of the things, number one, the, the, the first thing she tells you to do, and, and this is phenomenal, is, is it may sound basic, but, but, but it's crucial. I can do whatever I need to do in life through Christ. In other words, I can handle anything this day throws at me. So in the morning you wake up and you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me on purpose. You're doing this on purpose. We would say confessing the word, but she would call it having a think session. In the morning you say, I can do all things. No matter what the day throws at me, I'll be able to handle it. I'm not going to be bent out of shape. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to go go nuts. I'm going to be able to handle whatever comes my way. Versus, versus uh, if they do it one more time, I'm going over the edge. If they do that one I, I can't. <laughs> Come on, how many know what I'm talking about, right? So you decide that day, no matter what happens, I have the power through Jesus to overcome today. 
I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about the next day. Today, I have power, sufficient enough power inside of me. I can dominate my mind to where I can take care of business today. No matter what people tell me, no matter what is said to me, no matter what is talked about, no matter who talks about me, no matter what, I refuse to allow that to move me. I can do what I need to do today through Christ Jesus. How many believe that? Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, we quote that, and we, you know, throw that around, but on purpose, daily, this is one of the keys. Write that down. On purpose, you need to be telling yourself that every morning. God never will allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle. You'll never be placed in a situation where you can't dominate. I wonder, you know, when you think about it, I'm more than an overcomer, I'm more than a conqueror. What does that mean? Uh, Joyce, I love her definition. She goes, when pro- it's you determining beforehand that when a problem arises, when you have a problem, you know beforehand that no matter what problem comes my way, I'll be able to conquer it. You've made up your mind that I'm more than, an, uh, more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. No matter what comes my way, I will be able to defeat it Amen. in my mind. I'll be able to overcome it. It's not going to put me down. It's not going to get me down. It's not going to put me in the dumps. Come on. I will be able to overcome. I have strength and I have the ability on the inside to overcome. These are mind shifts. These are things that you have to do on purpose. It's like, you know, you pull a weed out. You, you call it to cast down every thought that exalts itself uh, against the knowledge of God, right? So you do that and you pull the weed out of the ground. There's still a hole, right, in that ground. You've got to fill it. You can't just leave it blank. You've got to fill it. The way you combat thoughts is with words. You need to open up your mouth. It's one thing to, 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 to quote that scripture, Philippians 4.13, I have strength for all things. Let me read that out of the Amplified Version. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for, I love this. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me very clear. I want everybody's attention. Philippians 4.13, Amplified Classic Version says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. (laughs) I'm ready for anything and everything. That's the attitude we need to have. I am ready for anything and everything. Come on. I can. I, have, I, I can and an I am attitude. I can overcome. I can do it. I am, I am in Christ. I am an overcomer. And I can and an I am attitude. I can do it and I am born again. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I am strong in the Lord. I am. Come on. These are things that you need to be telling yourself. Oh, this sounds like some, some positive thinking, self-help things. Well, if you've got to choose between positive thinking and negative thinking, choose positive thinking. Come on. It's simple. This isn't some mind control thing. This is biblical stuff. Biblical, biblical. He says, if you think on spiritual things, it'll bring peace and life to you. Peace in life. So if you're not experiencing peace in life, you need to be thinking about what you're thinking about. You need to go back and take inventory. What have I allowed into my mind that is uh, making me act this way, that, 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 that is causing me to respond this way? Remember last week, we looked at, we looked at that scripture, um, it was the last thing I talked about last week, how what the, you know, he gives us a recipe of what we're to think about. What are we supposed to be, to, uh, you know, uh, looking at? And, and, and I said, listen, you need to be looking through the people watching, just like you do somebody knocks at the door. Philippians 4, 6 through 9, don't be anxious for about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, finally, brother, this is, the, this is the list of the things that you need to be thinking about. He told us, he's given us instructions on what we need to do. 
So I, you know, this is why I shut my pencil and write this down. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the peace of God will be with you. So a thought comes, you look through the people. Remember, remember last week, we looked through the people. Uh, ugly thought. Uh, you're not on the list. You got to go. Psh. Knock, knock, knock. Who are you? Um, commendable. You're on the list. Come on in. Knock, knock, knock. Who are you? I'm lovely. All right, come on in, lovely. That's how you need to be. You need to be watching. Every thought that comes. Yeah. Uh, got to go. Uh, uh, all right, come on in. If you've allowed thoughts to come, you need to go find those thoughts and kick them out. You need to kick them out. If you're acting in a, a certain way and, and it's contrary to the word, it's contrary to, to what you feel you need to be doing, it's because of a thought pattern. The Bible calls them strongholds. Strongholds. And they're called strongholds. They're not called permanent holds. So they're, they're, you can get rid of them. There is a way to defeat them. And this is how you do it. And this, this right here will be your key to victory. Because the Bible says, so as a man think it, he is. It starts with the mind. How you think will determine how... You'll never outgrow what you think of yourself. Put it that way. You'll never be greater than how much you think of yourself. If you see yourself as someone who's strong in the Lord, it'll produce someone who's strong in the Lord. If you think of yourself as someone who's weak and, and, and useless and, and no good, that's what will be displayed. What you think is crucial, ladies and gentlemen. I have other stuff I want to talk about, but, but I think this is, we're going to leave it right here because this, 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 there's only so much you can chew. I want you to go back. Even if you were here last week, I want you to go back and listen to the tape last week. I want you to go back and get that on the inside of you. Get, let that resonate in your spirit because we live in a time where the enemy is controlling most people's thoughts. Most people don't, don't, don't take hold of, of what they're thinking about. Most people don't care about this. Most people have no idea what, you know, maybe some of us here are like, well, this is the first time kind of hearing something like this, that I can actually control my thoughts, that I can actually replace my thoughts with the word of God and see victory. So, but most people don't. So you are unique in that aspect. And in order for you to be effective, in order for you to take territory for the kingdom, you're going to have to win the battle up here. Daily, day in and day out. The Bible says renew your mind, right, every day. Renew your mind. It's not an event, right? It's a process. Day in and day out, you're to be renewing your mind. It's the only way. You will, by default, if you do nothing, go backwards. If you do nothing every day, you don't get in your Bible, you don't pray, you're not going to stay at the same place. You will be going backwards. Come on. It's not like you can pick up where you left off and, no. You, I'm telling you right now, if, I, if I'm out of that word for a couple of weeks, it's a different Joe. It's a completely different person. I go to this word to correct me, to instruct me, to mold me, to help me. The word is powerful. When I'm speaking the word of God, that's why Joyce calls it power thoughts. She has 12 of them, I believe, that she says do it on purpose. Sit down, read these scriptures over your life, and she says pick one for the week. Whether it's this one, I can do all things, meditate on it, and go to the next one. And, and, and I want to share some of those. I have them, but I'm not going to get into, I don't feel the green light to go into them today. But, but to do this on purpose, you're going to have to make a decision to do it on purpose. It's not going to happen by accident. Well, I already know I had the battlefield. I already read Joyce's book. I, big mistake. Big mistake if you throw this to the side like you, you already know what's going on. 
This right here is life and death. Life and death. How many of you agree with me? Life and death. Come on. Colossians 3, 2 says, And set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things and not the things that are on this earth. Listen, misery is an option. I said misery is an option. You can talk yourself into a rotten, stinking attitude, or, and you can talk your way out of it. How many of you know I've done it myself? Oh, man, every time I come home, it's stuff all over the place. And, and man, I, I, nobody cares what I say. And, and man, nobody's listening to me. And very easily I can talk myself into the dumps. Or I can come home, well, praise God, she's been busy and she's been working all day. And, you know, I, I, I can help her too. And you know, I, the enemy will try to put a thought in me to attack. And uh, I can choose. I choose. It's an option. You can choose what route you're going to take. Misery is an option. People that are misery, they chose to be there. I know, I'm not saying things didn't happen and people did but you choose how you respond to what happens to you. I'm not saying things aren't very real. Uh, Joyce was abused and, and people have been abused him. Things have happened to people that, man, I'm so sorry. I really am. But I'm telling you that if you want a way out, if you want to, you know, feel that embrace of the Holy Ghost, if you want peace in your life, there's a way to obtain it. You don't have to stay in the place that you are now if, if you don't want to be in that place. There is a way out. <laughs> you, know, I, you can't stay angry and think love thoughts. If I start to think love thoughts, I'm not going to stay angry. I can be angry, but if I start to think lovely things, I open up my Pastor Mark book on love and I start reading it, man, it changed my attitude real quick because I'm thinking differently. I'm thinking differently. But if I'm thinking garbage thoughts, trash can thoughts, Joyce calls it stinking thinking, it's going to produce stinking life. Stinking thinking produces stinking life. Very serious stuff. Very, and, and you know, the promises of God, this is for everybody. This, you're not, everybody, whosoever, the promises of God are for everybody. So this right here, what we're talking about is for you. Well, I don't know if I could do that. Yes, you can. Don't talk yourself out of it. You can. You can. Say, I can. I With Christ, I can do all things. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, if you're in this place and you've never made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, I want to give you that opportunity. If you were to die today, are you 100% sure that you'd be going to heaven? If you're not, I want to give you the opportunity to know 100% that you'd be going to heaven. The Bible says that Jesus is the only way. Jesus himself said, I'm the only way to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So there is a confession that has to go along with your believing. So if you're in this place and you've never confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, you've never repented for your sin, I want to give you that opportunity to do that this morning. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. What does that mean? You don't have to change yourself before you come to God. God, you come to him as you are, and he'll embrace you and help you and give you grace to change and to do the things that you need to do. That's one of the big misconceptions nowadays that, man, how am I going to get born again? I need to change. I need to get right myself before I come to church, before I come to the Lord. No, this is a place where you come as you are. And the grace of God, the Bible says the goodness of the Lord will lead a man to repentance. God's goodness. So wherever you may be in life, God's goodness is ready to, to, to pour blessings upon you and to help you and to, to give you strength to make it through. Not just make it through, but overcome and to thrive. 
Come on. We're not called to compete in this world. We're called to dominate. Dominate every thought that comes against you that doesn't belong there. Dominate every circumstance that tries to penetrate. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, we're called to dominate. Hallelujah. So if you're in this place and you've never made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, I'm going to give you that opportunity. If you would, just raise your hand and I'll be happy to pray with you. Hallelujah. Praise God. For the benefit of those watching by video or listening to this later, if you would, please stand to your feet, congregation. We're going to pray out loud. If you're out there and you're praying this prayer, mean it from all your heart. If you mean business with God, he means business with you. He loves you and he has a plan for your life. And he wants to see you succeed. He wants to see you fulfill the destiny that he has for your life. The Bible says that the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. That godliness is profitable unto all things. That means serving God is profitable in every area of your life. You never serve God at a loss. Never. Hallelujah. If you would, congregation, pray this prayer. And those out there that want to receive Jesus, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I repent. And I ask for your forgiveness for all of my sins. I thank you for your forgiveness and your help and your grace to change. I believe that you, Jesus, are the Son of God. That you died. And on the third day you rose from the dead. I believe that you are seated at the right hand of the Father. I declare you are Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that all of heaven is rejoicing. Praise God that you just prayed that prayer. Listen, this is just the beginning. If you just prayed that prayer, you need to get into a good Bible-believing church. A church that teaches that miracle signs and wonders are for today. A church that preaches that God is still doing the miraculous. That he is still doing the things that the book of Acts saw. Because we believe in a miraculous God. We believe in a God that is still alive. It matters what church you go to. If you live here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, we want to invite you to life in Christ. We meet at 10 a.m. Sunday mornings, currently at 426 South Queen Street here in Lancaster at the Connection Center. We would love to have you. This is an oasis of love. We love people at Life in Christ, don't we, church? Come on, we love people. And listen, Sarah and I, Pastor, we love you very, very much, church. Thank you for coming and worshiping with us. We love you. We believe God has a tremendous plan for your life. We're helping you just, just find out some things and, 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 and pumping faith into you. But we're in this together. We're the miraculous, triumphant church. Hallelujah. And God has some amazing things. I'm just going to proclaim a blessing. Lift up your hands. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this congregation. I thank you, Father, for their hearts and their hunger and their thirst. Your word says that they shall be filled. I declare you are filled with revelation, filled with wisdom, filled with knowledge. I thank you that, you, that Father, you're helping them this week, guiding them and leading them. And the voice of a stranger they shall not follow. Hallelujah. You shall be the head and never the tail. Glory to God. Increase. I speak increase over your life. Wholeness. Healing. In Jesus' name, be made well. All those right. In Jesus' name, be made well. 
I speak the blessing over your life and make it rich and add no sorrow or toil with it. Hallelujah. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Have the best week you've ever had. Have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you, everybody. We love you. You're now dismissed.